Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 244. We're recording this live Sunday night, July 26, 2015. My name is Rob Woodbridge, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as usual, home from his vacation... Yes, it is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association. Asif, welcome back. How was your vacation, man? Thank you. It was great. Uh, got uh, got some time to relax. Spent a lot of time in a pool chasing kids uh, and throwing them up in the air and all kinds of crazy things. Uh, got some golf in, so that was good. Even had the kids out on the golf course. They wow. had a good time. And uh, a lot of driving to there and back. And uh, here we are, Sunday night. What do you do in those drives? So, I mean, it's 16 or 17 hours down to South Carolina and 16 or 17 hours back. Do you listen to audiobooks? What do you do? Do you just sit no, it, in it's No, it's literally uh, classic vinyl on uh, Sirius uh, XM. <laughs> the whole that's way. What, that's, that's what gets me through it. Classic vinyl. Classic, classic vinyl. That's the name of the of the station on on SiriusXM. Do you have like a driving song that like you, you, when you hit out? You know, for me it's "Oh Sherry" by Steve Perry. Like I yeah, gotta hit that needs, song. It's usually like well, we always start off with uh, the kids know this. Like we, we start off with "On the Road Again." On the road again. It's just a, a mellow "On the Road Again." Yeah. I, oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. You got it. So I like that. For for us, it's uh, you know I, I like that "Oh Sherry" by Steve Perry, but it's "Thunder Road" by Bruce Springsteen. That is the song that gets us going because we roll down the window and let the wind blow back your hair like. Come on! The night's busting open. These two lanes will take us anywhere. <laughs> That's my point. Alrighty. Well, welcome back, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we are doing this uh, late at night on the 26th. As I said, this is episode number 244. It's going to be a little bit different because of uh, I don't know this guy from anybody, but his name is Doug Bain. Uh, he actually is the chief revenue officer for for a company called IQ. They're based out of Austin, right? Um, they uh, he sent us a pretty long feedback. I never responded to this, so this is my response to you, Doug. Uh, notice the clean-shaven face, uh, and we're going to do our best to get this into 30 minutes. He he gave us the feedback that we've been craving from we, you. We we ask for it all the time, I, and I do know Doug uh, pretty well. He's a great guy. Uh, they're a great company. Uh, we we always appreciate uh, what they're doing, and uh, have we had them involved with Retail Loco last uh, last event yes. in Austin, and that was awesome. And um, hopefully they'll be joining us in Chicago. Which, speaking of which, yes, um, that's that's the only thing I really wanted to mention uh, to the audience uh, this week is Retail Loco is coming up again. Uh, this time, October twenty second, twenty third, in Chicago. It's a two well, it's a day and a half long event. Uh, we've expanded it. There's just so much content to fit in. We've got a bunch of new sponsors, a bunch of new speakers. Uh, there's still a few spots left. Is this is the message I wanted to get out? So if you want to be there and you want to uh, sponsor and have a presence there, uh, there are a couple spots left for that. Um, and if you are a brand in particular, there's still a few spots uh, on the speaking uh, uh, panels and, and docket uh, to participate that way uh, as well. So uh, get in touch with me uh, or Rob and let us know uh, that you're interested in participating in Retail Loco and we'll, uh, we'll find a spot for you. And if you want to check out the agenda from the Austin event is still up. We haven't put up the new agenda yet. Uh, it'll go up actually in a week. Uh, from now, but uh, if you want to see what the event's all about and get a feel for it, uh, just go to retail low. Uh, that's retaillo.co, uh, retaillow.co. Check it out. Retaillow.co. I can't believe we're talking about it again. It I know. The fall is almost upon us. I don't want to hear that. It's crazy. I do not want to hear that. 
All right, well, I have no announcements other than it is summer and it is hot and I love it and the Yankees are winning and A-Rod hit three home runs yesterday and it was one of these moments where um, I'm, a lot of people are screaming, test him, test him, test him. But the guy's a natural hitter. It just You know, you think about what he could have done and had he been healthy and not on steroids and the cartilage deterioration and his hips and all that kind of stuff from juicing, maybe, maybe, maybe he could have been the all-time home run leader clean, but instead he's tarnished. Ah. <sighs> And the other thing is Pedro Martinez, inducted into the Baseball Hall yes, of Fame today. Yes, that was great. God, like, he is such an Expos fan. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Love that man for his Expos. It's too bad he went, he didn't go in as an Expo, but uh, but he's in there. In his heart, he's an Expos fan. So uh, it was a big day in baseball today. Sorry about the Jays. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, thanks, Rob. <laughs> All right. All right, so we got, uh, as, as I was saying, uh, so Doug, Doug sent us his email, uh, Doug Bain, and, uh, you know, he was uh, kind he was harsh, he was kind, he was harsh, and then he finished on the kind side. What he said was basically, Rob, don't ever grow a beard. You look like an idiot. Shave, which is one <laughs> of the things. Then he said, hey, Rob, don't ever say very unique again because, hey, listen, you're Canadian. Very unique is nothing. Don't don't fill in the blanks with words like very unique. And But he said that he loves the show. Uh, oddly enough, he, he didn't say anything about any criticism for you, Asif? So obviously, I'm just that good, Rob. Like geez. literally, I'm just that good. It was just all me. So yeah, yeah. So I should save and shave, and I should never do that. And and um, but what he did say was, let's see if we can keep the show down to 30 minutes. So we've truncated this version. We're taking the top five stories, the greatest five stories. There's going to be no stories in here that are actually bad stories. Nothing for me to rip. These are good stories because hey, why not? Why not, not to bring say that we'll stories? never do that. No. Right, but this week, you know, they just all—they're all good stories. They're all know? good stories, but that's what we should aim for, really, is—is is good stories, the stories that are pushing the boundaries. And yeah. I think that these five stories are pushing those boundaries, or, or at least are <laughs> very unique. Doug, what do you think of that? Uh huh. In your face. Uh, and it's not to say that I'll never shave again, but maybe today it was just good, good to you know cleanse. And yeah. then we are going to have a new section, which is just a little round uh, around member news. So LBMA member news. So th- that's going to be kind of a speed round of news items. And then we do have a resource if we have time, time permitting. So what do you say we get into this right away? Let's do it, Doug. You're, you're kicking off, Doug. This is this is for you, my friend. And if you don't listen to this episode, I will come down to Austin and kick your ass. And with that, let's start our first story. Back in, uh, I think, episode number 200 and, I don't even remember what it is, 234, which oddly enough was the the episode that Doug watched when he was on an airplane that led him to all these nice comments and criticisms of me, not of as of a thief, but of, of me. In that episode, we covered a company called Tunity, which is an application, an, an app that actually allows you to listen to television sets in loud bars, in lounges in the airport, in loud bars. It, it uh, knows where you are, it knows what channel you're listening to, and it tunes into that channel so you can put on your headphones and listen to the, to the television station. And this was something that we both liked very much. The developer is Yaniv Davidson, and now he wants to take these ads that are on big screens and, and do it that way. So he, his goal here is to monetize your ears and he does this Asif in a really cool way which is exactly the way that he's been doing it for the television stations is that if you see a billboard in Times Square that has audio or should have audio you can actually put your headphones on and tune into that billboard which is pretty amazing if you ask me knows your location knows what you're looking at tunes into the radio station or tunes into that uh, to that billboard and then plays the ad so he wants to monetize your ears that way I love it I, I think that this is this is pretty cool, and it doesn't mean that you're walking down Times Square getting blasted by ads 
streaming or screaming from those billboards. You like this as well. I, I bet you do. I do. It's great. I mean, for, first of all, um, you know, I love any any kind of uh, you know campaign or technology that blends uh, screens, that blends media types together, and that's one of the things about this. Second, I, I'm a big fan of you know looking at sensors and blending you know uh, different sensors together. So you know the fact that we're looking at audio and we're looking at um, you know how that ties into some of this media, you know, for me is a, is a big uh, you know a big positive and something that uh, is definitely not only unique. Uh, there, there, so I'm going to say it for you. It's 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 not only is it unique, it is uh, it's just fantastic in in how uh, you know uh, it reaches people and, and the you know sort of the, the magnitude of, of what can be done with with something like this. So you know, uh, full applause to uh, to Yaniv and uh, and his crew, I guess, for putting this kind of thing together. Yeah. So tunityapp.com if you're interested in that. And uh, I reference an article here in the Wall Street Journal. And if you come to the episode show notes. This is episode number 244. You will actually be able to link off and read the entire story. Uh, you know, good good way to start. It is. And and that brings us to our second story, which is about a company called Uber Media. Uh, not Uber, nothing to do with Uber, uh, the, uh, the car uh, ride uh, delivery company, logistics company, let's call them. Um, not, not that company. This is a company called Uber Media. And um, they have, you know, here's my one criticism, first of all. The press release, you know, Rob and I do, do not like press releases that put a lot of, of, of language into these press releases that, you know, make these big claims that you can't defend. I applaud this technology. For, let me just first, you know, s state that. I like what they're doing. I don't like how they describe it. Because I was so, going to ask you, Asif, what do they do? Yeah. So they, they, they describe themselves as a, um, <clears throat> a brand new, game-changing technology oh, no. that will allow advertisers so to optimize campaigns and adjust to real-world consumer location visits. I don't even know what that means. Um, so I don't know what's so game-changing about it. Uh, I mean, other than they have a lot of data. They've got 400 or, or sorry, trillions of data points on more than 400 million global mobile consumers. And they combine these uh, social signals, they say, to uh, gain in, in, insight on consumer intent. Uh, so they're, they're basically taking these signals, they're looking at, uh, at sort of uh, consumer traffic and events data and blending these things together, uh, enabling advertisers. And this is the positive stuff. This is what brands and advertisers and agencies want to you know, be able to measure. And so they've delivered something uh, that they're calling a location visit optimization, an LVO, uh, signal, uh, metric, whatever you want to call this thing. Um, there's a lot of complexity to this. Uh, they also have a proprietary platform that they call a place context learning system uh, that translates device latitude, longitude data into real locations. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot more uh, science into this. But I guess what I'm getting at is it's a lot of big words to say they've got a new way to measure and optimize performance on some of these ads. And all of that, you know, I, I applaud. We need more of those kinds of things. And kudos to Uber Media for creating one based on all the data that they have. But it's, I, you know, I, I, I would hesitate to call it game-changing. There are lots of stuff, you know, lots of other uh, folks out there. We've got, I don't know how many member companies that have 
tools in the in the space. You've got you know Mr. Shim over with his uh, you know um, panel approach. Uh, you know, uh, you know in, in terms of measuring people by taking the Nielsen uh, approach. You've got uh, the guys over at uh, at, at uh, Place IQ with uh, you know. Um, Place visit optimization stuff going on over there. Uh, place visit rate uh, PVR. So they have a metric around this. Uh, you've got all the guys that are basically trying to blend uh, their ad mobile location ad network plays with beacons to you know basically tie actual location data together with you know a mobile ad and measure effectiveness that way. So it's certainly there's a lot of activity in the space. And I again I applaud what Uber Media is doing here and. Um, you know, but uh, you know, words like uh, game changing, we, I could do without that. Or very unique. So while I said it was going to be all positive this show, jeez, I had to make a slight adjustment. But you that. know, that's Bill Gross, right? The uh, Idea Lab founder. He, yeah, he, yeah, he he's like, a brilliant guy, yeah. brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, and you know, and again, you know, the guy, this guy, you know, this guy was also, um, you know, he was one of the guys that created paid search, right? Yeah. So. And, and so you got, you got to listen to what he's saying. And, and in fact, there is a link on all the press releases. There's a link to a Q&A, which is basically a frequently asked questions where yeah. they try to answer all those questions. And it's one of those, again, this is a marketing challenge, not a location challenge. Just get your message right and you don't need a Q&A or an FAQ yeah. on, on, your P, on your press release. So, so there you go. All right. Well, Uber uh, Media. gaming and about virtual reality and something called the void and it is quite literally a game that you are immersed into and it's an environment that is that is completely tactile so basically you've got a helmet which is the rapture hmd which is head mounted display it has a whole bunch of things obviously it has curved oled displays it has quantum dots that are um, basically you can see a deeper color range custom optics High quality THX headphones, so you can actually get in the game. Uh, and it has a bunch of other things like a high gain microphones and uh, global head tracking system, so it knows where you're looking. It, you combine that with the uh, Rapture vest, which actually replicates touch, which is so cool. So you, you wear the vest, you wear the helmet, and it, it, it basically allows you to see and feel things in the game. And then you go out and play this game. It's an immersive environment. You put the, the Rapture gloves on and it does the same thing as the vest and it creates this entirely immersive virtual reality environment. Uh, now this is, Asif, I, I think that to, to me, this is this is the future of gaming where, where you actually go. It's not laser tag, it's like laser tag on steroids and, and not just steroids, like A-Rod steroids. That's what we're talking about here is deep, deep, deep engagement. And, and as you're seeing, as you, if you're watching this, I got the video playing behind me, uh, and this is really the future of immersive gaming. And this is, this is something that I would take my kids to and forget laser tag. Let's go to the boy. The boy. And what a great name, right? Uh, the yeah. void. It's perfect. Um, and it, it's this is something that they're still uh, in the planning stages. Yeah. Apparently, it's opening next summer, 2016, uh, in Utah. Yes. Well, Pleasant it, Grove, Utah. Yeah. Well, think about like IMAX, like the next generation IMAX, you know, totally immersive. Yeah. We'll have to be a part of the part of the movie. I think that that comes at some point. But if you're interested in finding a little bit more information about them, go to the void. Dot com. Speaking of immersive, though, yes. one of the things I did on my vacation because uh, I was being pestered, to be quite honest, by my son, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, the Ant-Man movie came out last Friday and uh, he, How was it? you know, in, in his room, he's got this, this, this sheet of paper 
that basically it goes from now, well, it started earlier in the year, from, from the beginning of the year to like the end of like 2022 or something. Every Marvel or DC movie that's, gonna, that's in the works that's being planned God and when on. it's being released. Oh, yeah. Um, it's all laid out. Um, so you, so saw, you, know, but you, you saw Ant-Man. I saw Ant-Man. And? I, I enjoyed it. It was really good. And it was, you know, like any of these, these movies these days, there's kind of the superhero stuff that appeals to the kids. And then there's this whole other level of stuff that's like for the adults, like the comedy layer. Yeah. Um, and there's this character in it. Just Google Ant-Man and this character, Luis, this Latino character. Um, and uh, just, there's a bunch of clips with him. Like, they're so funny. Just, is he like, like Balky from, uh, you know, uh, Beverly Hills Cop? I'm fine. My name is Sales. And how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm looking for Miss Jenny Summers. Very busy today. Maybe you give me your name. My name is Axel Foley. And uh, what is pertaining? I didn't understand what you said. Pertaining, what it's meaning, regarding. Oh, what's it regarding? I'm an old acquaintance of hers. Donay? One moment. Don't run and tell me, Summers, that uh, Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to no, see. Axel Foley. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell, Axel. Polly's here to see her. These are all the quints. Donnie, this is cover this up. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy, it's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. May I offer you something to drink? A wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso? No, I'm fine, thank you. I'll make it myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. No, I'm, I'm fine. I see you look at this piece. Yeah, I was wondering how much something like this went for. $130,000. Get the fuck out of here! No, I cannot. It's serious because it's very important base. Have you ever sold one of these? Sell it yesterday to a collector. Get the fuck no, out of here! I'm serious. I said it myself. <laughs> Axel Foley, what on earth are you doing here? How you doing? I'm fine. Hold a second. I'll be right down. Great. Excuse me, sir. A little bit. Yeah. Little... yeah. That's yeah. it. There's a reference for you. Yeah, yeah there you go. So... Anyways, Ant-Man's great. Check it out. Uh, I will do that. It's it's kid-worthy, though, just out yeah. of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun. Okay. Well, then, I will definitely... I think tomorrow's going to be 34 degrees Celsius here in Ottawa. So you double it and add 30. So that's 94 degrees. No, 98 degrees Fahrenheit. I think maybe tomorrow's a good day to do it. There you go. All right. All right. So on to our fourth story. Uh, what's being described as the world's first artificially intelligent ad. And while I, I just I just kind of like you know poo pooed the whole game changing terminology, uh, the use of world's first artificially intelligent ad I think is somewhat applicable here. Uh, in this case, uh, this is not something that is commercially been deployed yet, but uh, Sachi's uh, MNC Sachi uh, division uh, in the UK has developed something that they're uh, just kind of testing with some partners on their own. They have no clients that uh, that uh, that they've even offered this to yet. Uh, but it's essentially what they've done is they've blended a out-of-home uh, uh, digital display with Connect, Microsoft Connect uh, cameras uh, and a bunch of creative. Over time, machines have taken over more and more jobs in every industry. So we thought, what about advertising? Can we create an advert that writes itself? And could we, by only using technology, create the most attention-grabbing ad in the world? So we invented the artificially intelligent poster. 
poster that involves new and unique ads based on how much attention they attract. Based on a genetic algorithm, the ads evolve similar to an organism in nature, survival of the fittest. Every time an organism reproduces, a small number of genes mutate or change at random. If the new genes create an advantage for the offspring, they're more likely to reproduce. If not, they're less likely to. The artificially intelligent poster's algorithm works in the same way. Each ad is made up of genes, copy, layout, fonts, colours and images. The ads that get more attention are more likely to reproduce with each other, creating a new generation of ads with better performing genes. And as a small amount of those genes will mutate at random, the next generation has a chance to improve, and so on. To put this idea to the test, we first needed something to advertise. So we created the most neutral and boring brand we could think of, an instant coffee called Bahio. The poster is out on the streets now. As time passes, the experiment will show us whether pure technology can create attention-grabbing ads. Stay tuned. The idea is, is that in the, in the future, what they're what they're going for here is the ads that we'll see are ads that you know should be always received in a positive framework because the genes uh, that have been tested along the way are ones that have been proven to be uh, to be responsive. They describe this as a Darwinian. Uh, experiment to look at the evolution of ads uh, that you know can basically uh, intelligently form themselves based on uh, how consumers uh, react to them over time. So while the, the previous thing uh, is not game changing, this is you know I could say it's the world's first artificially intelligent ad. So so you start with a premise, and then by the time a bunch of people walk by that ad will have morphed into something that people will want to see and it will constantly be changing as more people look at it and it adjusts based on how many people Correct. look at it. Correct. So it's not really an A-B testing. It's more like an A- Well, it A1, starts like that, yeah. right? In, in the very beginning, it's an A-B test. And then, then it narrows it down. Into, into something else, right? Um, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, the future of, of true real-time personalization, right? Um, and uh, so this is currently running on Oxford Street in the UK. Uh, they've got this, um, where is this exactly? Let me just tell people. It started, uh, actually it's running now, and it just, uh, uh, July 24th until August 24th. Um, and uh, Oxford Street and Clapham Common bus shelters is where this is happening. And uh, Sachi's testing this with PosterScope and Clear Channel UK. That's pretty cool. Rob, if you're driving along <laughs> on the street of Ox on Oxford Street and you yes. pass by one of these ads yes. and you don't like it, what can you do about it? Well, you can't do anything, not with this next story and our fifth and our last story. But what you, you know, what I would typically do is roll down my window very deliberately and roll out my finger and then roll out my hand and roll up my finger as I, as I, as I often do. Um, you know, th there have been times where I, you know, I drive with my kids now, so I'm, I'm much more relaxed than I was when I was a teenager or when I was in my 20s and I was aggressive, full of testosterone. I'm, I'm now relaxed and laid back a little bit. I'm calmer when I'm driving. And, um, but th there are times when I, I will let somebody in front of me and my son will, who's one of them, who's driving with me in the backseat will say, dad, why did you do that? And I said, well, because, you know, you let people in. It's, it's natural. And, uh, and then I get angry because the guy didn't give me a wave. Like the guy, like, you know, you've done that. See, where you let somebody in and they don't give you a wave. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the last time, you know, whatever. And, and sometimes uh, sometimes that happens. And, and so I always wave. When somebody lets me in, I give them a wave, right? And not a finger wave, like a thank you wave. Yep. And here is something called motor mood. It, a, a number of times on my trip down to Myrtle Beach and back. You're just, you're just like, hey, thanks, man. Yep. 
Yeah. It's and it's a great feeling, and and when they you know you're driving past somebody and they you let them in and they give you a wave and then you're like yeah and they're like yeah it's like this it's this brotherly bond that happens right when you're out in the road, and uh, and so if you're out there and somebody lets you in, give them a wave. So now there's a company that wants to capitalize on that called Motor Mood, and uh, this is actually a Kickstarter campaign that that they pulled. I see if they stopped, they stopped doing this because something bigger happened, right? So these guys had raised. $117,917 towards a $130,500 goal. And they had a couple of days left and then they pulled it. They actually canceled this. The funding, this funding was canceled because something came up. Obviously somebody wanted to come in and buy the technology or do an exclusive deal with them. So they canceled it. But what this is, is a button that sits up on your visor that is by IR attached to a little uh, happy smiley face that goes is attached by adhesive to your back screen of your car, your your back windshield. Um, and when something, when somebody does something nice, or you, and you want to thank them, you hit the button and it lights up this little smiley face in the back of your car for six seconds. It's basically like that wave, that thank you, and then you go on your merry day. This would have been the, uh, I would have bought this simply because it, 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 uh, it, I do it anyways. And I like thanking people for when they're driving and they're being nice. But what it doesn't do is it also, I, I would also like one of those ones that is just like, hey, listen, give you, I'm gonna give them the finger, right? Because there, there has to be yin and yang. There has to be balance, right? Um, a good friend of mine, when somebody does something stupid on the right on, on the on the road, he speeds up and accelerates and goes right next to them because he always says, "I have to look into the face of stupidity." And this way, I can just roll up a little finger and carry on my day with the satisfaction that I've gotten. I've vented, and my kids didn't see it. But so these guys, you can find them at MotorMood.com. But something happened. Somebody asked them to do something or there's exclusivity. So they're no longer accepting anything on Kickstarter, but they are doing pre-orders at motormood.com. There you go. I still like the old fashioned way. You know, it's uh, many a great uh, product has come through the Kickstarter uh, uh, organization. Yes. And uh, that is, that w that's a simple one, but it's, uh, it's very effective. You know, that's it. So those are the top five stories. I don't know how we did there. I think that we, we highlighted the right stories. Doug, I would love some more feedback based on that. We're 25 <laughs> minutes into the show. You let me know yeah. how we've done. All we've got less left is, is a couple of announcements for some uh, some members that Asif is going to roll through right now. And then I've got a quick resource and we'll be done. So Asif, some member news. Yeah, so uh, this is about an acquisition, a big acquisition that's happened uh, this week. Uh, you might, uh, a little while ago we reported on Uber uh, uh, making an acquisition. This is the Uber logistics company, Uber. Um, <laughs> Not every uh, other time. company called Uber. Uh, a little while ago, they bought uh, Bing Maps uh, from Microsoft, and we talked about that, I don't know, a few weeks back. Apparently, uh, prior to making that acquisition, they were in talks to acquire uh, another major player, and uh, I guess the price point was too much, or they didn't feel it was the right deal, and so they walked away and then went to their secondary choice, which was Bing Maps. But their first choice uh, at the time was to acquire uh, Nokia, um, and in particular, well, not Nokia itself, but <laughs> the could've. here division, uh, the mapping division of Nokia. Basically, they just did. Yeah, basically they just did. I don't know what else is left in well, Nokia, but uh, the here division has been acquired. Um, and maybe surprising, maybe not, uh, the acquirers are a consortium of Audi, BMW, and Daimler. 
So the three uh, big German automakers have agreed to pay $2.7 billion uh, for uh, Nokia's here division. And, um, I, you know, I guess, I guess if you're Nokia, you're kind of maybe happy to be out of this uh, and you can move on to other things. Uh, they didn't get anywhere near what they were looking for. I think they were, uh, I've read reports saying they were hoping to get about four million bucks. Uh, four billion. Four, four billion bucks. And uh, that's, you know, half of what they paid for this thing. They paid $8.1 billion, um, you know, a while back to get this thing from Navtech. So um, definitely at a loss, um, definitely struggling, but, uh, you know, I guess happy to, uh, to take something out of this at $2.7 billion. So that's... Uh, uh, our friends, our members uh, over at uh, at Nokia, um, you know, ca cashing out for two point seven billion. So there you go. So XAD. second member news story uh, is our our good friends uh, at Exad, and uh, they have uh, coming out today. Uh, that is Monday. Uh, well, actually, sort of tomorrow, Monday. Um, still Sunday night. Yes. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you drive all day and you try to do a show. I swear, I drive all. Night. Coming out t tomorrow. Uh, that is on the 27th, Monday, uh, as you're listening and hearing this um, and watching this. Uh, they are re releasing something called the 2015 Global Location Snap Snapshot. This is a, uh, a global location study that looks at North America, Latin America, Western Europe, and Asia Pacific. Um, and uh, they found a bunch of things. That uh, location is a top priority uh, for marketers in uh, and at least 20% of uh, decision makers uh, around the world, 80% uh, of marketing uh, folks are already using location in their mobile campaigns around the world, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, lots of big data in this, and a lot of uh, ability to segment by region. Uh, powerful uh, new research from Exad, and you can get that at exad.boxbox.com forward slash 2015 global location snapshot. I'll repeat that one more time: exad.box.com forward slash 2015 global location snapshot uh, available uh, as of the 27th. So take a look at that. Um, and then our third uh, story, one of our brand members, uh, that is Nordstrom, uh, has done something kind of cool, uh, capitalizing on the popularity of Instagram. They uh, created a giant 3D installation on the roof of, uh, of one of their stores. Um, going with uh, one of the uh, the hot items uh, of the year right now, which is this, it's called the Leith Leopard Print Bodycon Dress. Something Rob might know a lot about. Maybe I don't know. No, maybe you bought one for your wife. No, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Okay. Well, he's gonna go look it up at least now. Watch, watch. He's gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> as soon as we're done recording tonight, he's gonna go look up the Leith Leopard the Print Bodycon Dress. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot of a lot of syllables and a lot of uh, words stuck together there for one item. Anyways, um, as part of their anniversary sale, a large-scale uh, Instagram post, basically they created a 55-foot version of this dress uh, along with a 25-foot long actual wooden hanger um, and, and basically have this thing up on top of one of their uh, buildings um, and, uh, along with it the, uh, the Instagram, the blue Instagram logo and a comment from Nordstrom saying, wild about uh, hashtag and sale. 
Um, and what's cool about this is not only is it visually, uh, you know, sort of uh, calling out to people and drawing attention, they've tied this together with their whole, um, you know, sort of um, social media channels and everything else. So, including posting this to their own Instagram page, they've got a, uh, a video going on around this kind of stuff. They actually use drone cameras to film the video uh, of, of this installation on the roof. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on here. So, uh, and it's uh, it's it's running right now. So there, there you go. go. Instagram. Instagram. And Nordstrom. Yeah, Nordstrom is also, we, we've covered Nordstrom many times around uh, their use of Pinterest, right? And, and uh, yes, so these absolutely. guys are, are, are very savvy, savvy retailers. If I can only get these guys to come and talk at Retail mm-hmm. Loco, it would be, you know, like they just, they don't, don't do a lot of public speaking. Uh, they do a lot of fantastic work. I, just, I like that though. You know, I like the guys that, that, don't, that don't come and brag about it. They just go and do, yeah. head down and go and yeah. do. Uh, unlike every single person in my Twitter stream. Oh, my God. <laughs> we do have, by the way, speaking of great brands, um, and you're probably already uh, at the event if you're in Chicago, but uh, there is an event going on uh, tomorrow, Monday, uh, the LVMA Chicago chapter. And uh, Kohl's, uh, K-O-H-L-S, is uh, speaking at that event. So uh, if you happen to be around and you catch this thing, go check that out. Stop uh, listening and go. Yeah, go. Just, like, Stop go just go 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 yeah all right so that's uh, the member news uh and the last thing that i i want to bring up is is something that hit the this at uh, the streets this past week uh, an app called beam all other social apps when you want to share a picture or video you go like this and instead of seeing the world with your eyes you're seeing it through your phone or they work like this where i'm staring at myself making sure i look a certain way and then when i stop recording work like this where I'm staring at myself I get to scrutinize myself that's just it I'm not sharing the real me I'm sharing a version of me with beam we wanted to do something different we wanted you to be able to maintain eye contact we wanted you to be able to keep staring at the sunset and we wanted you to keep watching the rock concert while still letting you share so this is what sharing on beam looks like there's no staring at the phone you just hold it to your chest and it records, and then it's posted. That's it. There's no preview, there's no review, and there's never a need to look at your phone. And if you're interested in it, just go to beam, B-E-M-E dot com, or you can, there's a great article on, I think this is VentureBeat, yeah, and VentureBeat, um, where, uh, where you can find some more information about that. But that's the resource of the day, B-E-M-E dot com, beam, or beme, basically, dot com. And that's awesome. it, Asif, man, not so bad. No. Not so bad at all. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Next week, it's back to two-hour episodes and unshaven. How's that? There you go. your face. Hey, did you notice, though? Rob shaved, so I decided to shave. That was nice. Rob wore glasses, so I decided to wear glasses. Well, I wore them all the time. And uh, we both got t-shirts on. So, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Next time, it's going to be... Actually, forget that. Next time, I'm going to brush my hair, and I'm going to wear a tie and a suit. And uh, (laughs) these glasses, I don't really need them. They just make me look a little bit smarter. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a reason, but I won't go into that right now. No. We've we got to keep this show on time. We are done, man. This is episode number 244. We will be, we will be back for 245 next week. Please, if you have a member announcement and you want to be a part of this, if you have a great story you want to be a part of this, reach out to Asif at TheLBMA.com or Rob at Untether.tv, and we will run your story. Until then, folks, we'll see you next week for 245. Thank you, Doug, for your feedback, and if you got your own, let us have it, please. Asif... Enjoy the week, man. Cheers. See you later, everybody.